The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network. Now on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, this is the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy. The coaching staff and Bears management. The Bears Coaches Show is brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants, Advocate Healthcare, Verizon, and Miller Lite. Now from Hallis Hall, here's the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. And a pleasant good evening, everybody, and welcome to PNC Studios at Hallis Hall, the Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy. I'm Jeff Joniak with you until 8 o'clock tonight. Bears with a nice 19-14 win over the visiting New York Giants. We're brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. Congratulations on the win. What did you see? <laughs> Just bust through it real quick last night, and, and I thought that uh, uh, all in all, you know, it was a slow start. We've had that. I, you know, we, we want to be able to take that, that start of the third quarter and take that into the first – the start of the game, really. You know, yep. that's been a – uh, flaw for us, so we want to get that fixed. But I like the way that they bounce back. Um, overall, I thought Mitch made good decisions. We we had the one interception uh, that uh, the one that I thought was was more toward in the in the second half. The first half was more of the way they played it. Uh, so I'll take that one. But other than that, it was he, he really he made good decisions, and uh, we just had some unfortunate situations early on in that first half that took away two big plays and. Um, that's how it goes, and we just got to be able to recover from that. Yeah, who knows what you can build off those those plays that you didn't get either. I yeah, mean, obviously the Broniker drop that that it was a walk in touchdown, yeah. probably, uh, and the sixty yarder. Uh, I love the play. Mm-hmm. I mean, the play as it was designed was perfect. The blitz pickup by Montgomery, outstanding, picking up that speedy uh, defensive back Ballantyne, and then the, the throw and run after the catch. When you look at these things, you see what could be added or what how it changes the whole complexion of the game statistically or, or point wise yeah yeah you do and you see that and you know it it uh like you said you, you end up having a guy that's wide open and <laughs> it's probably going to catch the ball and walk in for a, a, a touchdown and instead we end up having an interception so it's just that's kind of where things have been um this year and and we're, we're waiting for that one game that one play to where it just breaks open then again we have the other uh, uh a great throw I mean, that throw that Mitch made on that third down, you go back and you watch that on the pressure that he had in the pocket. He stepped up. It's hard to see. That's a dagger throw. He stood in there, and he made a hell of a throw. And A-Rob ran a great route. There was good protection. And so, you know, again, there it is. We have a nice big gain. You got momentum. You're backed up. You're out of there. And now we're, we're, it's you know, you don't get it. How do your sideline handle that, though? We could look at defense. We can look at all phases of the game. Opening kickoff yeah, goes out of bounds. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're ready to go, and and this has been the story all season long. It has, and, and For so the most part. It, it has, um, and it, we're getting challenged. There's no doubt about it we're getting challenged. Now, when you come out of the game with a win, um, it definitely makes things easier. At the same time, just like I said after the game, um, there, there's just zero complacency. So where we're at right now – the fact that our guys are still battling through all that, you know, we go in uh, seven down seven to three at halftime, uh, but for them to rally back each week here and come back out and start fast and, and grab that lead again, end of the game, fourth and eighteen or fourth and sixteen, they score that touchdown, uh, and then for us on third and one to not convert that third and one, those are two plays that we definitely want back to to finish, and so that it doesn't come down to the end of the game like it did, but. Uh, it's none of it's because of lack of effort, you know. And so, uh, one of these games, it will break, and we'll get some bounces, and things go our way, and it'll feel better. Go back to the two interceptions because you intimated. Okay, so 
We heard from Mitch on the postgame show, miscommunication with he and Allen Robinson, but it was their coverage that kind of threw the communication off? Yeah, well, no, it, it was the way they played the coverage. Okay. So so they, they played a particular coverage that we anticipated, and then just the, the way that, uh, that, the, that the backer kind of played his technique on A-Rob, there was just a miscommunication with, with, uh, with Allen and, and Mitch. But, you know, you know that, in my opinion, that, that's something that takes a little bit more reps and, and – uh, uh, you know, if that's the case, you, you'd rather okay, we'll get an incompletion rather than and get three points at, at worst. But um, you know, and 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 that one there. So I understand Mitch going on and saying that, but I, I just feel like uh, that's a difficult play call and it's a difficult play okay. execution in that part of the field. It's the same thing at the end of the half when they're dropping eight, playing cover two. There's not a lot of open holes there, so uh, they know that, they, and they they know that uh, that you can throw the ball over the middle of the field. The clock's going to keep running. And then to take a shot that Julian Love intercepted, the local yeah. kid from Nazareth Academy. That's probably the one that I, I know that Mitch would say, "Hey, if there's one in the game where I want that back, it would be that play." So the incorporation and, and getting uh, Anthony Miller going these last two. He has 12 for 131 yards the last two games, 12 catches. You really witness his explosion off the line of scrimmage on those quick routes. That one drive it was the Miller drive, I like to call it, I guess. Um, is he on? Is it coming now? Yeah, well, you're seeing that. And uh, what he's doing is he's winning the one on one matchup. So when they're playing him in man technique, he's running good routes. And then Mitch is on time with the throws. Um, it's it's never anything to do with, with Anthony Miller being short of talent. I mean, th- this kid has ultra, he's ultra talented. So it's just a matter of putting the pieces together of timing, execution, trust with your quarterback, uh, you trusting the quarterback, quarterback trusting you. You saw a little bit of that yesterday. So defense, again, uh, they're not allowing points. So that's keeping you in to to sort things out offensively. And uh, the pass rush was pretty consistent over the course of the day, and you got some big hits from Leonard Floyd too, including the end of the game. Right, yeah, the end of the game was great. Um, All in all, I just thought you felt – uh, an aggressive style of defense yesterday. You, you you certainly felt 52 out there running around doing doing his his stuff that we've seen, and um, so we want to keep that going. Uh, it, it's it's not easy, and teams know they're going to scheme for for Khalil every every play, every single play. So we're gonna we have to try to find other ways to get other guys open and to create uh, opportunities for him too. Special teams. Uh, we gave a, a whole segment last night on the TV show on Fox Bears Game Night Live on Cordero Patterson's coverage. Uh, it's been happening all year, but if ever there was a play that was more exciting than maybe you would think, it's the race to get that ball touched down uh, and finish a 61-yard punt by uh, Patrick O'Donnell. I mean, it was an exciting play. Yeah, yeah, it was. And we were able to catch them uh, out there with their defense on the field. And so I think being able to – to you know, make that kick and then to see 84 just run down the sideline and just like you said, it was almost like in slow motion, like just make sure you get that and tap it back in. And that's a that's a huge flip huge, of the field huge, right there huge. at that point in time. And so uh, that's just who CP is, what he does. Uh, he doesn't look for a lot of recognition. He's really good on special teams. And, uh, you know, everyone talks about him as a returner, but you can see really how important he is in other that's areas. He's one of three impressive, including yeah. – his only catch of the game yeah, <laughs> on, yeah. the, on that play. So uh, spotting it down and then uh, racing off the sidelines to tackle Jabril Peppers. That was another big play right yeah. there in the game. 
The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. Three receiver slot left, snap, fakes the handoff to Montgomery, going to throw the left seam, and it's caught inside the five, grabs it to the end zone, touchdown, touchdown Bears. Allen Robinson fighting with the defender, Corey Ballantyne, the nickel, and he's in from 32 yards. And the Bears have the lead to start the third. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley Financial Advisors, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, the touchdown catch and run by Allen Robinson. Stuff after the catch. Uh, you know, there, there were plays and connections with, with he and, and Mitch. Um, this is the first 100-yard-plus game he had since week one against Green Bay, but you could tell that it was sinking. You liked a certain matchup, clearly. You had him out of the slot quite a bit, and he's... He's very good out of the slot, too. He is, and, and he presents a lot of matchups, really no matter where he's at. But that was a nice little play action for us. And when you go back and watch the, the tape, you'll see that uh, A-Rob gave a little little uh, move there about 15 yards downfield, which kind of created some space. Mitch made a good throw. He made a good catch. Made sure he caught it first. And then once he caught it, now it's just a matter of trying to beat that guy and carry him into the end zone. And he's the type of guy. It, it wasn't a spectacularly perfect throw, right? but he can clean your guy up. Yeah, hundred times. That's that's his value there. Yeah, without a doubt. It it's not an easy throw because you're you're you know there's play action. There's guys in your face. You got to see exactly where that safety's at. Plus, you don't know the exact leverage of the nickel. So as long as you put it in the area for him to make a play and make it catchable, and that's what they did. Run game still churning a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but when you're able to throw the ball like we were yesterday, we were able to move the ball up and down the field in the passing game, and so. Uh, as long as you have one of them going and you can move the football, uh, it, it can open up other areas. So we want to keep that, you know, stay on track and try to try to get that run. At going. the same time, the 13-yard run by Montgomery, uh, again, you start talking about taking coaching tape and using it as a, as a design for weeks to come or next year or whatever. That was, in my opinion, perfect execution. James yeah. Daniels coming down. Washing out his guy, creating a nice lane for uh, sure, and, and that's that's something that we saw on tape with that blast play, um, where he had that nice run, and then we we came back to it a few more times, but they made an adjustment to it, so it wasn't quite as good. That's part of football, uh, but so yeah, that was a nice run to start, and uh, we want to we want to try to have more of those. All right, let's go back to the defense and, and get more specific about it. Uh, obviously, the first step is stopping Saquon and. And you guys were all over it right on the first snap of the game. And that kind of set the tone with Eddie Jackson coming off the line of scrimmage. Yeah, it, it was nice seeing Eddie come off the edge there and, and get him for a five-yard loss. Uh, again, first downs, keeping teams like that out of second and five, second and four is big. And now you put him in a passing situation where you got to look out for screens. But to to keep him to you know whatever it was, 3.5 yards per, per uh, rushing attempt and two catches for one yard, uh, when you do that against that team, you're going to have a shot. And then these play of the safeties, uh, Jackson included, but Haha Clinton Dix led you in tackles with seven, and uh, also made some big stops, including the fourth and four. Yeah, that fourth and four was great. They ran a little man beater, um, where they they um, our defensive end did a good job of, of pushing uh, the running back. Uh, timing-wise to throw it off at the quarterback, and then ha-ha came out of nowhere to make a big play. So those guys are flying around. They're playing um, with a lot of energy and, and making plays when we need them. What was the reaction on the sidelines on Khalil's uh, rush on Solder? The, the, it was a, a very, it was a nasty, nasty, dirty rush on a, on a left tackle and going for the ball. What, what did that do for everybody? Yeah, it just, it gets you, it, you know, you see that, and it just, it's such a, a pickup. Uh, for everybody on the on the sideline, and you know that that's who he do- that's who he is. That's what he does, and 
um, anytime you can go ahead and get a turnover, and you know, um, that that's huge for our team. One of 12 on third down. So once again, you're making it hard on teams with that third down issue. Um, you know, your third down defense and your overall stopping of the run game for the most part this season has been great. Uh, and Chuck dialed up some really significant pressure at times during that game. Yeah, that, that's that's key. And when, when you can, again, it goes back to first and second down. When you can get teams into third and medium to longer, now that's where these defensive coordinators like to turn up the heat a little bit, and we were able to do that. All right, let's talk Eddie Pinheiro uh, with that opening kick. And, and weirdly, Aldrich Rosas did the same exact spinner kick to start the second half. Just a weird day at the office, or what, with the kickers? I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah, you really you, you can't make that up to start the game, and for that to happen, I mean that's uh, it's unfortunate, but it's uh, again our our defense was able to to um, you know do their best to make sure that we get the ball back, considering the field position. That's that's the one thing when you look back at the first half, you go back and you look at starting field position for our offense versus their oh, yeah. offense, yeah. and yeah. it was four drives was, inside the ten. Yeah, that's. Uh, that's you gotta. That's you gotta take that into consideration. Yeah, absolutely. But like you said, the start of the third quarter. So th- you're always at, talking about the whys, finding out the whys. Why is it just that the, you take a step back? The coaches are doing a great job. You're doing a great job of making that one adjustment or two. That, or is it a, a different set of play calls? Do you script a little <laughs> bit? I mean, I don't know. But that's awesome. Five yeah. straight games is not not easy. No, I I hear you. Um, I'll be honest, Jeff. If I had, if I knew why, I would tell you. It, I think there's just there's. I don't. I don't. I have it's, no idea what the answer is because it's that kind of season. It is. It's and, that kind and of so season. I'm just glad our guys are doing it. Now we just let's let's do it in the, the first drive of the game. Now more of the Bears Coaches Show with Head Coach Matt Nagy on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. WBBM. Snap, Trubisky going to keep it right side. He's in for the touchdown. As the play clock's expiring, Mitch Trubisky rolls in from three and a design run and whips the football in the air in exuberance. Bears 19, Giants 7. Shredded or saucy cheese, beans, or nah. However you make them, share your Bears game day nacho recipe at TostitosBears.com for a chance to win a Bears VIP tailgating experience and tickets at the December 22nd game versus Kansas City. May the best nachos win. Jeff Joniak, Matt Nagy here on the Bears Coaches Show. The highlight of Mitch's touchdown run. Well-designed, little sweep to the right. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's a situation where you kind of hang on to some of those plays for that for that deal right there. And um, David Montgomery made a hell of a block on the edge, and then Mitch, uh, you know, stuck his helmet up in there and, and got us a touchdown when we needed it. How about when he ran out of the end zone? He waited there for the last possible <laughs> second, waiting for something to open up. You do appreciate his pocket uh, savviness there to just hang in there, but uh, that was a huge, huge gutsy run there. Yeah, it was. They they were in coverage and and uh, he scrambled back and you saw him back there in, in the end zone for a little while and then decided to push up in the pocket and there was there was a lot of green grass in front of him and he made a, made a nice run. All right, yeah, Jesper Horstead active uh, had himself uh, his first uh, NFL uh, special teams tackle and he was open on a play that. What'd you think of that one on the bootleg? Yeah, he was uh, he was open there in the flat. Um, there's a possibility of maybe getting it to him right away. But some, sometimes the angles that you have on the field makes it a little bit more difficult. But he was open there. He caught a little uh, gap screen uh, 
uh, down in the red zone. And, and so it'll be interesting to see how, how he does here as we go, and, and uh, he's done a lot of good things for us. Bobby Massey had to leave the game, and we'll find out over the course of the week what, what the status is. But uh, Cornelius Luke has proven to be uh, – and he's, in, he's enjoying this opportunity, so it's been a lot better than it has been in recent years for him. So he, he looks like he's found a nice niche here. Yeah, it's important to have that depth, and he's done a good job at helping us out at that, that tight end position. Um, when we bring him in the game and do some different things. So uh, we'll, we'll see how Bobby is, but we're, we're very uh, lucky to have Cornelius. And then how is Sherrick McManus? Uh, yeah, yeah, same thing with yeah. his groin. So you saw him go down on that one play, and we'll keep an eye on it and see where he's at. You know, I ho- hopefully um, hopefully he's, he's fine. The sequence of events on the two-point thing. What were you upset with with the official uh, specifically? Yeah, we, 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 have, a, we have a play where – just like it was executed where we get the ball in the flat and you know down there there's a lot of bodies and 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 a lot of tight space and so they uh they decided to throw the flag and say that that uh a rob was was picking the defender um you know it's a route that we're running and so um there there can be some gray there but they they explained their side of it and and uh we understand that and so a play like that we how, how do you you like the play clearly it, yeah. it works so do you make adjustments in the future or how does that work or you just yeah, trash like, it no you, no 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 you don't trash it you can make adjustments um and then you just go back here in, in the off season and you find out the you know real you get the real clean clean answer of why why that occurred and we think we have a good idea but um sometimes that's how it goes and uh, you know, I just appreciate the guys executing it like they did. And then with the communication, yeah, how, how does it get yeah, so, repaired? So we ended up having a uh, uh, an injury. That's when Bobby got hurt. Okay, and and so uh, as we go out there for the for the extra point, um, we we were we were good with numbers. We had eleven guys out there, so we were ready. Well, a couple couple of our guys looked out okay. and saw that Bobby wasn't out there and thought we were short. So that's kind of where where some of that went down. So we got to clean up that communication process and make sure that uh, we they you know we understand we're good to go, and then we don't have that whole that too many whole voices, deal. maybe. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, it's on to Detroit. Uh, quick week for you. Uh, really, there's just one light practice, uh, and but the good news is you've done it. These yeah. guys have done it last year. That stretch of 18 days and three games. Uh, mentally, is that uh, a bonus? That that happened last year. You played on Thanksgiving to get these guys. They know what they're wait. They're, they know what they're waiting for. Right for sure. No, we'll have a uh, <clears throat> matter of fact. Last year it was even it was even later when we did this because we were coming off a night game Sunday night. So we got the guys in in the evening. We started uh, I think almost at six o'clock. Practice was a start. Oh wow! So today we're a few hours before that, and um, and so uh, it, yeah, the, we'll have the the, the walk through and. Uh, it's all mental, you know. This was the one last year where, where Chase didn't have any reps, you know, no reps, no live. Everything was mental. But our guys have been there, done that, and and Detroit's probably doing the same thing. Uh, Jeff Driscoll looks like he'll he'll remain the starter. What did you learn about him from the last game? Well, he's he's a feisty competitor that he can do things with his legs. You know, we've now he's going to now have two more games on top of our game that he's played, and uh, they've been in situations to win against Dallas. He's He's uh, it was a more it was a higher scoring game and then this past weekend uh, yesterday against against Washington um, they were in it till the end so he'll uh, they'll be ready to go this is a big game Thanksgiving obviously and, and at their place so uh, we got to make sure we contain them and yet another new running back Bo Scarborough former Alabama running back big thick back six one two thirty five he put up ninety eight yards uh, yesterday ninety seven yards and a thirty yard run so 
another big back to get ready for, but you guys you guys have seen him. So. Yeah, we have. You know, Our guys have done a good job stopping a run, and we're going to have to do that uh, on Thursday. All right, well, good luck with your preparation this week, and uh, Mitch is looking forward to playing on Thanksgiving. That's uh, for a lot of these guys, you know, that's that's what we all did as kids yeah. on Thanksgiving Day, so it's his own turkey bowl. All right. First time in his life. Thanks, Jeff. All right, thank you very much, Matt Nagy, Bears head coach. Coming up in our next few segments, Director of Player Personnel Champ Kelly would join the program. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy and this hour featuring assistant director of player personnel Chip Kelly. Brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants, Athletico Physical Therapy, and the Village of Bedford Park. Once again, the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. The snap, pressure comes from behind. Matt hits him, ball is out, scooped up by Nick Williams inside the five-yard line of the New York Giants. Khalil Mack heard from brings him down with the sack and the strip his fifth force fumble and the bears are in business and welcome back to the bears coaches show here from pnc studios at hallis hall it's brought to you by whipley cpas and consultants and bears fans hit the beach with spice adams lauren screeden roy robertson harris Bilal nichols and more of your favorite bears players on march 1st visit applevacations.com slash bears to book your trip to los cabos mexico today Welcome to the program, Bears Director of Player Personnel, Champ Kelly. Thanks for pinch hitting as your uh, as your football team gets ready for the Detroit Lions. Time to game plan, and uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, what you think of the uh, overall performance yesterday? Nice win. Uh, anytime you get a win in this in this league, <laughs> you you appreciate it and you're excited about it. Um, you know, it, it was it was it was good. It's it's been a while, and uh, my players were excited. Our coaches. We're excited, and also, you know, for our fans, we're happy to get that W. I'll tell you who was super excited. You just heard the highlight of Khalil Mack's sack strip and recovery by Nick Williams. Uh, he, he must have felt like he's been, you know, tangled in a box. You know, <laughs> still making plays, obviously, but not the ones he wants. No, you know, uh, Khalil is an impact player in this league and for this football team. And so for him to come out, um, you know, he gets the football, and he'll tell you that. And so for him to come out and, and make an impact play like that is big for us and it's big for the morale of this football team. Yeah, five pressures uh, yesterday as well as the four tackles and a force, that forced fumble. And, you know, uh, everybody's been talking about, okay, if, if, he's, if he's the subject of every team's admiration, to put it, to put it mildly, and he, yesterday there was one play where four guys that hit him, uh, then somebody else or other guys are going to win one-on-one matchups. And Leonard Floyd had, had a big day yesterday. Yeah, I came in last night and watched the tape and – Leonard was all over the tape. You saw 94. There were a couple of times where 52 and 94 ran into each other. And and that's the type of, you know, type of production and a type of um disruption that we expect from those two guys and um you know Leonard Leonard coming out of his shell and playing like that was big for our football team. You know, when Mac was acquired, it it, it was obviously a significant moment and it can it can be considered one of the most significant moments in Chicago sports history. You get a player of this magnitude. Is it still you still feel the rewarding uh, aspect of that from the player personnel perspective? Absolutely. We've talked about the the impact that he has on the football field as far as production and his physical capability, um, but the person, you, you know, the work ethic, what he brings to our football team at practice, uh, what he means to this city. Like he truly cares about these, this city and, and, and these fans. Um, and he's all about giving everything that he has for his teammates every single day every single play um, and when you're able to add something like that to your football club I think it speaks measures um, of what you're trying to build 
You know, you and I've seen you, you know, in, in action here since your time with the Bears um, coming over from the Denver Broncos. You have a unique connection with the, the players. How, how does that serve you? How does that benefit you and how can you help them? I think the most important thing for me is, you know, we're, we're investing in, we're investing to the whole player. You know, it's not a, it's not just a transaction for us. It's not fantasy football. Um, like I care about the lives of these of these players. Um, we care about their wives, their kids, the things that they have going on outside of the football field. Um, you know, I, I care about Tory and Danny Trevathan and Denor and little Jaden with Roy Roberts and Harrison. Like that's the stuff that makes it makes it bigger and more and more than just football. Um, and I think that trickles down from our ownership. Like the McCaskies care about all of us here. You know, Ryan Pace and Mac Nagy care about they care about Stephanie and my three little girls. And I and I think that type of impact, that type of love creates a camaraderie camaraderie that allows you um to dig out of holes that we found ourselves in this season. Um and we and we win because of that type of culture. What's it like for you watching games? Uh, you're, you you watch the games obviously with the same keen interest as a fan would, but it's also your job, it's your career, it's it's your passion. Um, are you quiet? Are you are you rambunctious? Do you let loose? I mean, how, how do you handle it? I, I think you know. F- first of all, I told myself when I got into this profession um, that when I stopped being a fan of the NFL, I would go work somewhere else. Mm. Right. So I'm still a fan of the, of the Shield, um, and I love the Chicago Bears. The Bears Coaches Show with Assistant Director of Player Personnel Chip Kelly and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. Snap back. Here comes the push. Stays in the pocket. Jacks the ball. Throws and broken up by Clinton Dix at the 20. Going for the tight end, Caden Smith. This segment of the Bears Coaches Show is brought to you by CDW. People who get it, learn more at CDW.com. Uh, you just heard the highlight of HaHa Clinton Dix making the stop on fourth and four. He had himself a game yesterday, Champ Kelly. Uh, the safeties in general, but... Good to see Ha making some big plays. Absolutely. When, um, you know, Ha Ha was one of those acquisitions that we made this offseason um, that we were excited about. And, and one of the things that we were excited about was he wanted to be here, right? And it's showing on the football field. He was one of the first people I saw after the game went in and told him, bro, you was all over the football field. Um, and the smile on his face was 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 gratifying, and he was excited. And, and that's the type of player he is. He's an impact player in this league as well. What have you learned about David Montgomery? Because he, he's very serious almost all the time, at least from what we see. And uh, he plays such a physical brand of football. He's trying to you know get, get things going in the run game, but it's the little things he's also doing with the blitz pickup on that big play that was nullified by penalty. Uh, he's he's very, very aggressive player. David Montgomery has an internal fire that isn't coached, right? It's something that's created through... Um, the adversities and trials of life, right, where he refuses to fail. And so when I look David Montgomery in the eye, I know that every rep, every play, David Montgomery is trying to be the best player that he can be. He doesn't want to go down as a good football player in this in, a, in this league. He wants to go down as one of the greats. Um, he puts in the work, um, and, this, and this guy does everything he can. We have to try to dial David back from trying to win the season in every rep, huh. you know, because that's what he will he'll try to do. That's a great way to put it. Uh, and then you must take great pride in the idea that a guy like Rashad Coward has converted himself 
and to trying to carve out a career at guard now. You're a Nick Williams who had an uncertain future and is making plays. Made another one yesterday with a fumble recovery. Uh, we can go down the list of guys. Jesper Horstead, you know, recreating himself and getting a chance on the roster. Ryan Nall, these guys that are not prominent in everybody's minds right now, but some of these guys, especially the guys coming off the practice squad, they, they may never leave the practice squad. They may never leave their active roster. They get their one chance, and they take it and run with it. I think, I think anytime you're, you're, you're talking about that, that type of player, you know, Rashad's and Nick Williams, it speaks to um, the coaching staff. You, you know, like as scouts, we go out and evaluate these guys, and, you know, we have an idea where we want to place them, but it's, you know, the coaches that ultimately invest in them and, and, and teach them and allow them to develop into, you know, what we initially envisioned. Um, Rashad Coward, you know, selflessly, um, converted from a defensive lineman to an offensive lineman, and now he's starting at guard for us and doing a great job. Nick Williams is a great example of college scouts having conviction. I mean, our pro scouts having conviction. We we worked him out um, in a season that he wasn't even in the NFL. And I think at the time, John City was a pro scout. He loved Nick Williams. The rest of us was on board with Nick Williams, and we recruited him basically the entire season and signed him as a reserve future. And then a coach like Jay Rogers, for him to get his hands on a piece of clay hmm. like Nick Nick Williams, um, you know, and now Nick is playing with confidence. You know, he's he, he's up there in leaders of sacks for our football team, oh, right? Yeah, he leads the team. He leads sacks, the team yeah. in, in yeah. sacks. You know, it's a per, it's a great testament of the entire process working. And then a guy gaining confidence in his ability. Now he's taking liberties and making big plays for our football team. Why did you get into scouting? I got you, know, you played. You played at Kentucky. You were a receiver and a DB, two-way player. Played every snap in the game. No, I'm joking. <laughs> right. But you may have. I don't know. Did you ever do? Did you ever play both in the same game? I did not play both oh, in the okay. same game, except in arena league. Then arena. you played both in every game. <laughs> <laughs> you had a very decorated arena league career. But why scouting? You, you know, I, I tried the corporate world you know I worked for a fortune 100 company for a couple of years um, but I found myself I found myself in the midst of working for for a fortune 100 company wanting to be in a place where you have the most competitive people in the world um, I, I wanted to feel the heat of critique um, I wanted to feel the fatigue of a stressful season um, because the reward is so amazing you know, when you when you walk into Soldier Field and you walk out of the tunnel with the guys and these guys are, are playing and the fans are going crazy, that's, there's no other feeling like that. You don't get that walking into your building every day. And that was IBM. And that was IBM. You know, and I was a, a software engineer in IBM. So hmm. Now trying to engineer, uh, uh, helping out with Ryan Pace and the crew uh, for engineering a football team. Champ Kelly, our guest here on the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. Uh, how do you manage your time? Because you got a great, beautiful family. I've seen your kids at the games. You're always around them when they're when they're here. You're you're a doting father, and this is a very demanding career. And there's no there's no other way to put it. I've no I've known scouts for 30 years, and the grind is is what they thrive on, and it's a, a balancing act to be sure. Yeah, you know, I, I think the the most amazing thing is um, this profession means a lot for us, right? You know, every, everybody that's in this building is invested in winning. But priorities are priorities. And for me, my family will always be first. right? I, I won't jeopardize 
um, missing time with my girls and missing time and watching my kids go to plays and doctor's appointments and basketball games because that's that's most important. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy continues exclusively on the home of the Bears. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. Back on the Bears Coaches Show brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. A few more moments with our special guest tonight, Bears Director of Player Personnel, Champ Kelly. You're an outstanding communicator. Why? I grew up in the deep south, in a country rural town in Florida. Um, and I was always concerned that people couldn't understand my dialect. So I speak with emotion and enthusiasm, and I appreciate every day. And I hope people understand my rhetoric and my communication by feeling me more so than always just hearing me. Um, and and I, I really take pride in, in, in being truthful, honest, and trying to come across as authentic as possible. What's it, what's it like if you could describe in a few words working with Ryan Pace now and all this time you invested with him and player personnel, uh, director of player personnel, Josh Lucas, Mark Sadowski, right. those guys. What I appreciate about those guys, especially Ryan, he's authentic, right? Ryan teaches us to be convicted, right? And without conviction, there's no transformation. And so when we make decisions, we make decisions as a group. Uh, we believe in them. We live by them. And, and we move on. Um, and we don't worry about that out, the, you know, what's going on on the outside. We believe in each other, and I think that trust is what makes us great. How do you overcome, or maybe you thrive off of it, the professional tug-of-war of opinion? Uh, because what you see and what Ryan sees or what I see, slightly different at you, times. You know, the, the most important thing to know is that um, boats don't sink because of the water outside of them. Boats sink when the water gets inside. And so as long as we trust and believe in our process, then the inside of our boat stays dry and we sail forever. What's on your book stand right now? I'm, what are you I'm, reading? I'm currently just re- reading the Bible and going through a lot of um, older YouTube videos. I've been listening to, you know, Martin Luther King. Uh, I listened to a little bit of Malcolm X to hear the contrast. So <laughs> it's, it's been it's been really kind of kind of good these last few weeks. Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned something. You want to feel the stress of a season, right? Is the stress of a twelve and four just as stressful as the current five and six season? A- absolutely. Sometimes it's even more stressful. Um, you know, to, to maintain winning and deal with the pressures of always trying to be great. Um, it's just as hard as sometimes fighting back from adversity in which we're doing right now. Um, but again, when you have the right culture, the right coaches, and the right players, like nothing is impossible in this league. There's the smiling champ, Kelly, who's always reminding me to do just the same. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. As we wrap up with Assistant Director of Player Personnel, Champ Kelly, Gibson's Restaurant Group wants to thank you for joining us on tonight's Bears Coaches Show. Here's a gift card to enjoy at any meal uh, your any of your Chicagoland locations. Enjoy that, Champ. Thank you very much, brother. All right, that's going to do it for tonight's program. For Bears head coach Matt Nagy, Champ Kelly, and producers Dan Brilli, Kevin Foy, Andy Gersher, and Keith Johnson, I'm Jeff Joniak. We'll bring the Bears and Lions to you live from Detroit's Ford Field, starting with an 8.30 a.m. pregame show and an 11.30 kickoff. That'll do it tonight on the Bears Coaches Show from Hallisaw. This is News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM WBBM. Have a great night, everybody. WBBM and HD Chicago. WCFS-FM and HD1 Elmwood Park, Chicago.